Yo, Tuesday, April 5th, cosplaying the air drums. We have a lot of awesome stuff to talk about today. There's a car guy who is now on the board of Twitter. Uh, we were featured in Auto Ventures Report. Just a lot. It's just Everywhere a lot. I go, the people really want to know who I is and Isn't who it always I a lot, though? It is. I've, every, every morning, we're like, I think we can get through the show. Not really sure. <laughs> it isn't a lot. You know what's a lot happen. and odd? You know how I live in Syracuse, New York, and you know we're kind of known for having a, a kind of a disproportionate amount of cloudy days in the in right. the winter time. And if you look behind me, you can see that it looks a lot brighter and different than it has since we moved into the new office. And that's because this is the first day the sun's been up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've got my lighting all off because Syracuse decided <laughs> to sun. I'm like, shoot, <laughs> I don't know how to plan for sun. And Kyle's like, man, I'm bummed. It's cloudy today. And you look it's in cloudy for the first time in nine days. <laughs> and it's like sun, right? sun, 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 sun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, that's so not. Fun. It's not even exciting. Um, uh, man, we have we have hey, some fun stuff. You to said talk something. About. What I said. Okay, look. Coming from you say a lot. <laughs> coming from a car guy. Okay, mm -hmm. and I would consider myself a car guy. I would too. To say a car guy owns nine point two percent of of Twitter. Mm -hmm. I I just don't know if I can get that phrasing. I don't, I, I don't know if that resonates with me. Now, you'll catch a up. guy who owns an auto manufacturing company OEM <laughs> owns nine point two percent of Twitter. Uh, I use the word Dialed car guy. In. Well, car guy, car guy. All right, Come let, on, let's man. talk about this because I am not a car guy in the sense where like I really like get into cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's different. Like right, Jay right. Leno's a car guy. But he's not a car guy. No, no, no. Right? Jay Leno's a car enthusiast. Mm, but he would say he's a car guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. You know, it's funny. The, <laughs> the first time I, the first time I've ever contextualized, Elon, we're talking about Elon Musk. If you didn't know, the first time I contextualized Elon Musk as a car guy is when Brian Benstock did it, and I was like, he's yeah. like a car guy. He was like a car guy the is the richest man, man in the world, world. and we're on. like, yep, we yeah. own him. Let's do Brian Benstock. <laughs> Come on, right now we're like, this, this yeah. is like, he's. With I don't us. know. I, I don't know. This is a little crude, but if you ever saw like Chappelle show uh, back in the day, the it was it was absolutely ridiculous, and he was the only one that could pull it off. But there was a racial draft, and it's like when you, when you didn't when you didn't want to associate with that person, all of a sudden they did something, and it's like, yep, we associate with him. It's like Elon became the richest man of the world. Car guy owns but Twitter. Car guy, check. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a funny, that's a really funny point. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we have? We have anything to talk about? Oh, let's let's do some host notes. Then we'll get into the story that broke, uh, not just about Twitter, but also uh, some additional news that broke. And we're getting some car like car industry news, and right. uh, and we'll go. But uh, Kyle, you got a, a message yesterday. Yes, on yeah, I'm so excited because <laughs> I think it was just over a week ago. I told the story about the Chipotle experience and me calling the customer service rep. If, if people um, haven't heard about it. Really quickly, Kyle yeah. had a breakdown in Chipotle delivery. He called National Customer Service. The rep took really great care of him. And at the end, he said, have you ever considered working in automotive, right? Because we're actively recruiting to the automotive industry. So yes. he was like, hit me up on LinkedIn if you're interested in getting uh, into an awesome industry. And last night, you got the message. I got the message. Now, okay, there's a couple it, like idiosyncrasies to this whole deal that are a part of the story that at some someday maybe we'll write a book about this particular little thing. Uh, maybe uh, I'm hoping this GM, young lady becomes like a dealer in eight <laughs> years, right? Like the story writes itself. It's a Netflix original series and all that type of stuff. High hopes. But uh, yeah, she, she reached out and we're going to connect today. 
Um, she's really interested in, in getting into the auto industry. So again, if you're in the Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse area and we reach out to you, we would love to be able to place this young lady into an auto dealership and, and, uh, change her career trajectory. But here's the interesting thing. So she reaches out to me on LinkedIn and I was looking around and, uh, the company that she currently works for is not actually Chipotle, uh, which a, a lot of people company. know this, right? But she is works Sutherland? for- Sutherland? What's that? Is it Sutherland? No, it's oh, not. Okay. Um, it's another large like uh, national call uh, center remote work call yeah. center service, yeah. mm -hmm. which is really crazy because she had to take ownership of the Chipotle experience. <laughs> and the brand- She's she said, just on she Chipotle. said things like our store, mm -hmm. right? She took full ownership of it. She probably just got off a call for like Applebee's, right? Right before it. Maybe. She, maybe not. Maybe she's like a Chipotle, know, Chipotle only. I'm, customer I'm, I'm thinking Chipotle might have some dedicated. She, they, they might. But for them to utilize secondary BDC, have the systems correct, all in line, you know, all the work, all the word tracks, all the capacity to refund and all of that. And give you a, a better experience. <laughs> Like I'm even, I'm elevated now. I'm like, this was unbelievable because it's right. not just the person. It's all the technology that enabled her to be able to do that. So whew, lots well, of learn. We'll see. Lots we'll we'll definitely keep you, keep you apprised of this story because uh, it is not over. I have some phone calls to make from uh, Rochester's not that far from me. I have some friends. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to make a call next, next step. What does she need to make? Right. Cause that's going to dictate where we can plug her in. So exactly. we're, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. Um, uh, other quick notes. Yo, we have referral rewards. If you tell people about the email that we have at asodu.com, you can sign up there. If you get the email, forward it to some friends, right? It'll automatically track it if they just click on the link, uh, sign up from the forwarded email. And like, we want to hook you up with some great swag. Bracelets, yes. stickers, hats, shirts, crew necks. Oh, where's my pin? Oh, I forgot to put my pin on. Oh, like, no, since I just wear like a lot so of... Cool. The, the pin's great because like, if I just wear like a regular black basic, I can just like throw the pin on there and I feel like I'm dressed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. No, I, I love it. I, I'm surprised that more people haven't taken advantage of it because we literally we send you the stuff for free. It's ridiculous. We, we've gone out of our way to send you free stuff. Let's go. <laughs> can't forget the mugs, too. I've been rocking oh, the it on the B-Camp. I love these things. And actually, it seems like people really love the mug, right? Because the mug, it's a good day to make trouble or early mornings are for troublemakers. You see it on the screen right now. Like, there's something about, like, reading it on the mug in the morning as you're pouring the coffee and you're like, it's a good day to make some trouble. We got to get Clint yes. Eastwood to say that. It's oh, a good man. day to make some trouble. Wow, <laughs> that would be so it. good. That um, would be so good. All right. So uh, big news yesterday. Elon Musk uh, acquired a majority or not a majority stake. We're not there yet. We're getting there. Um, he is the largest shareholder now in Twitter after uh, purchasing a 9.2% stake. Uh, spent oh. about, it cost about $2.9 billion uh, to do so. And um, he's in a little hot water with the SEC. No surprise there because you have to apparently file a disclosure when you do that. Uh, require more than a 5% stake in the company. You have to file a disclosure uh, saying that you did it. And he filed it late, um, which is, I guess, kind of on brand for Elon Musk. But um, So on brand. He's like, come at me, bro. <laughs> but, but Twitter stocks went up 28%. And... Um, and, uh, you know, this is like he's been Nuts. leading up to this, right, with a bunch of tweets talking about free speech being essential to a functioning democracy. Um, and then, you know, he does his Twitter polls and his great his great tweet. I thought it was the best one. It says um, the consequences. Um, you know, he said, do you want an edit button on Twitter? So now he's influencing the brand experience via his just personal account poll. Do you want an edit button? 
And actually, it auto-corrected because I typed it in right to the show notes. It's Y-S-E or O-N. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. That's so smart. <laughs> Golly, that's just, it's just clever, oh my right? goodness. Okay, and, so. <laughs> and then let me, let me finish that and then we'll, we'll jam on it. And just broke the news, just broke this morning um, that Twitter announced that it will appoint Elon to its board of directors. How did that even happen? Were they like, okay, like we should just ask them to be on the board then, right? I don't, like, think, I don't think it was pre-planned. He's like, hey, I'm going to buy this. And th- no, I think he's just literally forcing the hand and Twitter's like, if we put yeah. him on the board, you know what's going to happen to the stock price? <laughs> oh, without it, they're like 28% today, 40 tomorrow. <laughs> okay. so, so tell me, in your opinion, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Oh man, I, I, we got to start. Maybe know. maybe I have to contextualize that a little bit. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for Twitter? For Twitter, absolutely great thing. I think you know they they have come up against this because they're text only primarily, and that's their you know the the move on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, the primary movers is to a lot of video is to store. You know, uh, last week Twitter announced. Uh, uh, sorry, TikTok announced stories. So. You've got just a lot of movement to real-time video and um, on a platform that is, uh, you know, words only. And obviously you can share videos and all that type of stuff, but the algorithm throttles it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, they've, they've worked on the spaces thing, but Clubhouse really still owns a lot of that space. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a certain impetus toward innovation for the platform, mm-hmm. which is going to be necessary because in the, in reality, like you think about the platform, they've added Twitter spaces and they added more characters. That's basically all they've done in 15 years. Yeah. Right. I mean, which is pretty, so, which is actually impressive. It is impressive. I mean, sure. they, had, they had live streaming too. Remember that they, is, they yes, had Periscope. Um, I, I happen to think that more than the technology, I think it is going to impact Twitter in a positive way, but in a, in a, I think a tumultuous way, because mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, Twitter's um, very inconsistent, uh, quote unquote, commitment to free speech. And Elon Musk is very straightforward with his commitment, right? right. Even when Starlink, you know, he was putting the satellites over in Russia and Ukraine, he's like, hey, we're not going to block any of the Russian news outlets, which, you know, are like the propaganda outlets. He's like, look, I'm a free speech purist, right? Like I can't, I can, once I start stopping information from going out, all of a sudden I'm the arbiter and curator and I shouldn't be. So I think, I think Twitter's success is going to come um, from figuring out what they're going to do with this free speech thing, because they no longer have a blank check. What are they going to cancel Musk, right? They're going to cancel his account. And so, and he's on the board now. (laughs) like so i think i think that is is a bold yeah that's that's a big piece i think of this because you know we talk about the algorithm the you know the the throttling of certain accounts and things like that on social media platforms and in the in the last year and a half we've seen a lot of news a lot of legal uh debates around the the algorithms the throttling of speech and all that and so i think i think it is it's going to be an interesting move to watch what twitter is expected to do based on his seat in the board absolutely so uh and and elon musk you know is he a car guy is he not a car guy we'll let you decide for yourself but speaking of car guys segway time oh one of my favorite car guys analyst thinker operator steve greenfield um, who uh, the CEO, founder of Automotive Ventures, has his monthly auto intel report, which we have talked about for a really long time on this show. 
I feel like there was a rite of passage that happened. And I, I never, if you would ask me six months ago, I wouldn't even seen a path for how I would end up in some way in his monthly Intel report. But uh, April came out and he was awesome enough to include us in one of his little charts uh, because so of our seed round of funding. It was, that made me feel really good. I just never thought it, I'd have any space in that. I know, right? It's it, that that's a that's a really fun uh, kind of call out and shout out and uh, to kind of put us in the the same realm of all the other stuff that he talks about from a tech perspective and an automotive perspective. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were actually having a conversation with one of our uh, investors, Liza, yesterday, just about the energy around what what this community, what the Asodu community, and and the Asodu community, even though a lot of the face is Paul and I right now, it's more than that. It's so a community that's that's pushing back together. You know the the energy around it, it is really it is a center point of automotive and so you know for him to include timing. that is is a shout out to that for sure and you know it's nice that there's like no other motion in the space and that's one of the things we're like no one's doing anything in this and liza yesterday on that call she was just like the timing of this like this is the the right time and we started talking about that a little bit like yeah if it was five years ago this couldn't have happened. And I think if it's five years from now, this couldn't happen. Like the timing right. of this is right now, the, the, the serendipity of it, the ser- even like, like what happened in COVID and like how this even was birthed. It was from this DNA of auto dealers where like, hey, when dealers band together, no crisis can win. And with all the shifting sands of technology and culture and manufacturing, right? Like, well, that is when things happen, right? It just is. You look at like when, when things can disproportionately gain traction, it's right now. So it was good to see that. Um, in his um, report, we'll probably get him on the show this week to talk about this. He's going to start contributing a little more. Um, he also formed, or he formed a group, a dealer investment fund where he got a bunch of dealer investors and they are going to Love invest it. in products to, you know, move technology forward and advance things. And one of the coolest things about this fund to me is the fact that they didn't, you know, build the fund with anything in mind. And I know. <laughs> he's traveling all over the country and you follow him on social media right now. You travel, you know, they're traveling all over for dealer investor meetings and they're actually trying to uncover what the biggest problem they need to solve are. And then they are going to actively look for companies they can invest in that solve those problems. Doesn't that make a little bit of sense? <laughs> uh, yeah, without a doubt. And uh, yeah, you, th- this will come out, but I have a lot of passion for a very similar way of going to market. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, a big, big deal. Um, yep. I, I love I love the part of the, the report where he says, uh, it's called They Said It, right? And he just quotes some people. So oh, I, I have so a couple good. quotes I'd like to read. Uh, this one from Jeff, Jeff Dyke, the CEO or Sonic Automotive President, um, the third largest dealer group at this point. Uh, publicly traded. He says, we had record front end margins over 6,500 a copy in new cars for the quarter. We're pressing very hard for them, the OEMs, not to bring inventory levels back to pre-pandemic levels. We should be selling cars at MSRP. I mean, this industry needs to get away from doing all the negotiating. It's a hell of a lot less complex, much easier, and brings the right value for the vehicle. I I just don't see margins ever coming back to pre-pandemic levels. The only thing that can screw this up is if they bring supply back, the OEMs, back to 60, 70, 80-day levels that we used to see, and I just don't see it happening. So he's like, OEMs, this is your game to lose right now. It absolutely is. And for them, the margins are there too. They haven't had to have rebates. I mean, come on. Forget the margins. It is, we talked about the rebate thing uh, uh, last week, and it, you know, if you constantly have to have rebates, the value of your vehicle isn't the value of the vehicle. No, and, and everybody so, everybody gets used to that. Yeah. And so everyone's ready to negotiate. 
Exactly. And they yeah, hate you got rebates oh, and negotiation. Way, they hate which, it. Which, which lengthens the time of the sale, right? In, decreases trust in the dealer and the OEM. And so, like, what are the things that we're trying to combat? Long sale times and and lack of trust yep. in the auto dealer. And hold off the barbarians at the gate who we just talked about in our first story, right? Yes. Like this is the chance to equalize that playing field. Like this is the price of the vehicle. Do you want red, white, black? Like which, which color do you want? Which package do you want? Buy it. Yep, exactly. So um, yeah, there's one other quote um, from an anonymous Nissan dealer. I like this. I've never seen an anonymous quote there before. But basically the dealer said, I need to make more money on the sale of EVs because there'll be much less long-term revenue for service and parts. I need to see a bigger upfront margin to operate a dealership profitably. It's mm. a val valid point. I, I mean, We don't have any more time, but I've got a lot of, a lot of thoughts on that. So maybe we just bring that back tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we should. I think that there, there's truth and there's, there's a, a really short-sightedness to that as well. Yes. So there's a lot of truth, but there's a lot of short-sightedness yep. in... It's, overall business revenue for and sure. the capacity to meet the customer where where they are and find new revenue opportunities. Well, I, right. I mean, obviously, the, the point is that if you run your dealership tomorrow when EVs are the norm, the same way you run your dealership today, yes, you need more money up front. Of course. <laughs> Why? Of course. Because that doesn't work. But guess what? That's also not how the free market's going to work. Exactly. Because you can't just say to somebody, like, you're responsible for boosting my profits in the front end just because the world has shifted. So um, a little, little put a coffee shop in that dealership, put 18 charge stations out front and make revenue on the coffee and the charging station. <laughs> oh, he's going Done. retail food service. Come on, man. So many opportunities. Uh, he said, come on, man. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that Joe Biden's face? Come on, man. <laughs> Kyle, just, <laughs> Kyle just come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, oh well, man. come on, man. We can't even get to our third story but uh, because we've already had, been here for 18 minutes. But you can check it out in the show notes. It's about um, Amazon launching satellites to compete with Starlink, the satellite internet service provider. I think racing to be the ISP, internet service provider, is probably the next frontier of control of everybody's wallets and pocketbooks because it's a shopping experience you get free internet guess what you're gonna buy stuff from them so right. um there you go we took you on a little tour this morning of everything going on in culture and automotive check out the show notes for the links sign up for the email at sodu.com we have a lot more coming it is only tuesday so go get some <laughs>